Hey there, plus size nerds. This is Nancy Basile, and I am sharing with you today the audio of a Facebook Live interview I did with author 80 Award. She is a romance novelist, and she writes about paranormal romances, specifically shifters. She does have some just humankind uh, romance, but since this is a nerd podcast, I mainly focus on the dragon shifters and wolf shifters and I can tell you I am a big fan. After I interviewed her, I tore through her entire catalog of books. She is a hoot, and I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Today's sponsor is Kindle Unlimited. You might not have known this, but Amazon has Kindle Unlimited membership plans. You can pay for six, 12, or 24-month membership plans, and you get unlimited reading from over a million eBooks, unlimited listening to thousands of audiobooks, and you can read on any device, and they make a great gift. Hint, hint. So go to PlusSizeNerd.com slash Kindle Unlimited to find out more. And here's 80. And today we have a super special live video because I have Kirby Romance author 80 Award here to join us. Yay! She'll be here in two, one. Boom. Hi, Hey, hi. All right. Before we even get into anything else, I have to ask, is that your real name, 80 Award? It's close. Okay. <laughs> it's such a good name, you know, that I was like, this can't possibly be her real it's name. Part of the fun of being an author is you get to have a pen name. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a good one. It's, it's a good one. Awesome close hi, to my Molly. Oh, Monica. <laughs> hi, I'm Molly O'Hare. She's also a Kirby Girl author who just put out a new book that Ooh. I am dying. So I'm in the middle of finishing my next book. Um, that's coming out like next week. Um, and so I'm trying to do my final edits and I have said that I am not allowed to read anybody else's books. <laughs> and so her book just came out and it's on my Kindle and I'm like, I must write faster because I really want to read Molly's new book. <laughs> that is a smart strategy because uh, I can imagine if you're like me, like I would start and then I wouldn't do anything else. That, that's exactly right. I'm totally a binger. So I'll binge read a book or I'll binge read a TV show and then I don't do my own work. So I'm not allowed to read anybody else's books until I finish mine. (laughs) That's a good incentive too. All right. So Aidy, tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you got started. Um, So I, I lived, I grew up living all over the world. Um, We moved I've moved probably about 35 times in my life, Whoa. right? <laughs> which I don't mind at all. I'm a big fan of change. I love it. Um, yeah. and, um, so uh, probably about 15 years ago, or I guess, I was living in Vietnam and um, teaching English as a second language. Um, and, um, I've always been a huge reader, um, and I got a degree in English, which of course is lots and lots of reading. Um, and when I got out of college, I didn't do as much reading. I think I was a little bit burnt out because it was all, you know, like 18th century British literature, which don't get me wrong. Jane Austen is the bomb, but, um, I was a little bit burnt out. And so I turned to romance novels because they're light and fluffy and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just reading them like cotton candy. Just a, like instantaneous, you know, and I was like, I love this. I love this so much because you always get a happy ever after. It's always uplifting at the end. 
and you get some sexy times. So, yeah. so I decided I think I can write a romance novel. And so uh, mm-hmm. when I was teaching, I had a lot of downtime because I basically taught in the evenings and on the weekends. Um, and so I had my whole days free. Uh, and so I started writing romance. Um, and I lived, I, I lived in Vietnam for another year writing and I joined Romance Writers of America. Um, and I came home to the States and did a conference. Um, and then I did my next year, I taught in Poland for a year because it's how English teachers do the do we go all over the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so when I got back from Poland, I made a deal with my family. I was like, can I live in your basement for a year while I try yeah. to get this writing thing down? And they're like, sure. Well, that one year turned into about like five years because it's a lot harder to publish a book than you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Right. But then um, in is a ton of right, work. Right. Yes. It's a ton of work. And I love it. I love it so, so much um, that I didn't give up. And I, you know, ate ramen noodles for years and years. Um, but I refuse to be the starving artist. So I work really, 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 really hard. Um, and in 2014, um, I was always thinking I would do traditional publishing, meaning, you know, you go to like the big publishers, they in New York and um, but self-publishing was starting to come up and I was like, eh, I'll try something fun. And so I was tootling around on the internet and I saw I had, there was this cover designer who was starting um, kind of like a new business and she was trying to get some notice. Um, and so she was running a deal for a cover for like $15 or something ridiculous. Cause covers are not $15 covers are hundreds of dollars, mm-hmm. um, but she's trying to get her name out there. And I saw this cover that had, a Kirby cartoon character on it. And she had put on a fake title that was Kirby Temptations. And I was like, I don't know what that book is, but I'm going to write it. So I bought the cover from her. I changed the title to Kirby Temptation, just one. (laughs) And I wrote a story to go with the cover. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do with it. I'll self-publish it. And I did. And a lot of people bought it. And I was like, wait, is this a thing now? Do people want to read books with people in it like me? Like Kirby? Mm-hmm. And they did. And so I kept writing and kept writing and kept writing. And uh, next week will be book number 21. Oh, my gosh. And every single one of them, a Kirby heroine. A Kirby heroine. Molly says she loves that book so much. So Wow. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Self-publishing has um, has really come a long way because in the beginning it was like, oh, they self-published their book, meaning yeah. they weren't a real writer. But yeah. now what it means is they self-published their book so they can keep all their freaking money and not hand it over to the publisher. It's exactly right. It's exactly totally right. Different. Totally different. Totally different these days because a lot of, um, and don't get me wrong, I would still do traditional publishing for the right deal. Um, and like, it would be super fun to be published with Harlequin because it's Harlequin, mm. right? Um, I would, I would still do traditional publishing and I would love to be a hybrid author, but I would know that I would be doing it, giving up the majority of my money Yeah, um, because I can, the, the age of self-publishing has made it so that writers can actually make a living. This is my full-time living. I pay my rent and my bills because I write books. And that wasn't the case for a long, long time. People pay jobs. No. Oh, I'm trying. Amanda Hawking is the first author I can 
Yeah. Yes. I think she was a self-published author. (laughs) Right. She was the one that was like, look what you can do. Now, speaking of writing and self-publishing and Amanda Hawking, one of the things she did that she recommends to anyone who wants to self-publish is, well, she did it herself. She edited her books many, many, many times before she finally put them out. Do you edit your own stuff? Do you pay an editor? It's all of the above. So I I do a whole bunch of my own self edits. Um, I use some, I call them beta readers um, oh, that okay. um, are just, you know, like some of my readers who have read my series. It is a cute mug, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I do that. Um, I used to have a really great critique group, but we all kind of got busy. And because we write so fast, I don't always have a time for everybody to critique like chapter by chapter by chapter. Mm. Um, and then it goes off to after I'm done with all of my editing, it goes off to uh, I have a really great editor. I use this great little team that there's like six different women. So hopefully I can always get a slot in there. Uh, and then when it comes back, I make whatever changes they think it needs. Um, and then I used to also use a separate proofreader, but mm-hmm. I, um, found that readers are way better at spotting mm-hmm. my than anybody else. So now I call, I use, I call it my just in time team where the week before my book goes up, I give, um, I put out a little thing and ask my readers, do you want to get to read the book before anybody else and look for typos for me? And they're freaking fantastic. And I love it so much yeah. um, because, I mean, proofreaders are great, but everybody, we're all human and not everybody can spot everything all the time. But right. when you have eight different people looking at it, everybody finds something. Well, and there is a difference between really reading something and proofreading it. When you're really reading it and you're into it, like. I'm sure you as a reader know, like those, yeah. those typos like jump right out at you. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, so they're, they're fantastic. And I love them so much for wanting to do that for me um, because it makes the book so much better. Mm. What, what, so, okay. I can understand the curvy romance. You saw yeah. the cover, you're a curvy woman. You were like, Ooh, I can write that. What, took you into the paranormal or the fantasy or the sci-fi genre? Part of it was that, that was what I loved to read. So one of my all-time favorite authors, name her name's Katie McAllister, mm-hmm. and she wrote this series um, that are dragons. And I was like, ooh, dragons, that's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's sexy. So I love Katie McAllister's dragons. I actually started with her vampires. Um, I love her dragons. So, so then I started seeking out other dragon books and more and more and more. So this idea of this dragon book was always floating around in the back of my mind um, for years and years, even when I was writing the contemporary. And I still love to write the contemporary, um, but the dragons were always back in there somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, they're super sexy. Yeah, they're super sexy. And the whole, the phenomenon of um, like shifter romance. So I write dragon shifters. And then this summer we took a short dragon hiatus uh, and I started doing wolf shifters. Um, mm. Just like a little mini series that spins off of my dragon shifter series. Um, and um, also, again, because vampires, I've been yeah. I this little vampire series bubbling in the back of my head. So I'll probably do vampires. Um, I also did with the sci-fi. I had I hadn't actually intended on doing sci-fi, which is funny because I'm kind of a sci-fi nerd, like Star Trek. Like, well, I saw you like Stormtroopers. I know. I I maybe own like way too many Stormtrooper t-shirts. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's something about that whole man in uniform thing. I think. 
Oh, that's hilarious. Or maybe it's because they're wearing masks. Maybe right, right. I mean, there's so much fun to be had with stormtroopers besides the fact that if they tried to shoot you, they'd miss. <laughs> I thought I've always had a thing for stormtroopers. That is so funny because they're like oh. such anonymous. I know. <laughs> it's really hilarious. I know. Oh, oh my God. So what do you do when you go to cons and you see these people walking around in stormtrooper suits? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Can I touch your stormtrooperness? <laughs> I love stormtroopers. I, I but anyway, I never really had intended on doing a lot of sci-fi um, just because the dragon's called, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I was friends with an author named Essie Smith and she did this really cool thing um, called a Kindle world where it was sort of like you could write fan fiction, but be paid for it. Um, ah. And, but, and it was all through Amazon. Um, and she said, Hey, would you like to write in my world? And I was like, yes, I want to write in your world. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Um, her world is very fun. She writes a world called magic, New Mexico, that it's sort of a cross between shifters and paranormal and sci-fi. And it's like, Everything of the supernatural, all in this little insulated town in New Mexico. Mm. Um, and so I wrote a bear shifter story. Oh, interesting. He's an alien who crash lands in my heroine's backyard. Oh, how funny. But he shifts into a bear. He shifts into a bear. Oh. His planet is all shifters. So they're oh. bears, and lions, and tigers, and foxes, and fun things like that. And so... So Amazon ended the Kindle Worlds program, um, which was sad because a whole bunch of us were doing it. But Susan Essie uh, Smith was really, really smart um, and just relaunched it on her own. And so we still get to write in it. Oh, um, there's new Magic New Mexico books coming out in October. Um, and I am doing a short story for that one for um, a beloved character from book one that everybody likes a lot. And I'm very excited. Oh, cool. He's nice. maybe a hedgehog. <laughs> who thinks he's John Wayne. <laughs> that sounds like a hoot. It's going to be fun and funny, oh I think. I hope, people, I hope people like it. Oh <laughs> well, someone as prolific as you are, writing, 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 and reading, 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 how do you keep other voices, other people's authors' voices, other authors' whatever, content, creations, from encroaching on yours? Because it's really easy prop. I imagine to like fall into somebody else's pattern of speaking or other voices and things. How do you do that? I think a lot of people fear that. And it's never been my thing. I read like when I'm writing Wolf Shifter books, I read Wolf Shifter books because it gets my brain in the mode of, Ooh, wolves do this and wolves do that. And my wolves could do this and my wolves could do that. Um, And so I don't think it's, I mean, I also make sure that I always read authors that have um, a humor tone to their books, like the funny. And it's a huge part of why I write what I write. There's so much dark in the world right now in real life. Um, that, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. That face right there. There's so much dark in the world. Like, I have trained my family, don't tell me about the news because, oh, like, right. anyway. So it's really important to me to have funny in my books. So I also make sure that when I'm reading, I read funny books because again, it just gets my brain in the right mood 
to write whatever I'm writing. So I binge on whatever I'm writing at the time. And I don't feel like it encroaches. Like nobody's ever said, hey, I feel like Katie McAllister said that same thing. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I know, I know people fear that, but for me, it's exactly the opposite. It makes it work for me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is really awesome. Yeah, I think especially if you've got a loyal following, which it sounds like you do, that my Amaze Balls. I'll show you guys my shirt. Oh yeah, the Amaze Balls. Lady Words Amaze Balls. That's my Facebook group, and that's what my fans are called. Are the Amaze Balls? They are Amaze Balls. I love them so much. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Now, one of the things I came across on your blog was you were talking about feminism. Yes. And romance novels. And even myself, hardcore feminist, I still, though, enjoy, like you said something about the bodice ripping. And I was like, I still, I still kind of like those, though. (laughs) So just talk a little bit about that, like what you see happening, what you would like to happen and what you do in your own books when it comes to feminism. I I think there's, um, there's been a long history of everyone, not just men. Um, poo-pooing the romance industry. And and a big part of that is because it's written by women for women about women. And that is hard for people to accept that, especially the whole idea of that we could have sex and, and orgasms and, and like it and want it and want it. And still and be a good also, person. Right? Right? That's insane talk, right? Yeah. That cannot possibly be a thing. Except that it is. Um, and um, it's 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 been poo-pooed for so long that it's become part of our social consciousness to think, oh, well, romance novels are just trashy. Well, but they're not. Well, yeah, Molly says romance is 45% of the market. Romance dominates like romance sells more books than anybody else, which means a whole lot of people are reading it. They just don't want people to know they're reading it. Yeah. And that's really sad in my heart because yeah. you shouldn't have to be ashamed of happy ever afters. You shouldn't yeah. have to be ashamed of thinking that, yeah, that dude should get you for an orgasm. <laughs> that's awesome. You go. Right. Dude. I'm going to confess something that hopefully, uh, my children never see. So I actually want, so my son, he turned 17 today. Don't tell him I'm saying this, but I'm desperately, I kind of want to give him really good romance novels to read so that he has an idea of how he should be treating women instead of the garbage. Right. I mean, I, I kind of want him to read that and be like, oh, that's how I should talk to somebody or that would be important in sex and not the other stuff. Not the other stuff. I mean, for reals. And it's <laughs> it's weird, but a lot of young people these days find out about what they think they're supposed to do from, let's say, Pornhub. Um, yeah. And then they get these weird, unrealistic, unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. Right. Of what they're supposed to be right. 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 Um, and but then we get all these this weird vitriol about how romance novels are unrealistic. Oh. Um, but it's but it's not. It's not unrealistic to think that the guy that you're seeing could 
be in love with you. I mean, that's not unrealistic. And could lust for you, yet still respect you. What? That's so crazy. <laughs> right? What? And and it's uh, it's not unrealistic to think that. And I think this is even more important to my own personal message and why I write the books that I write. It's not unrealistic to think that a hot guy could like a girl who's chubby. So and lost for her and want to do sexy times things with her. <laughs> sexy time things. So true. Do you happen to know of or follow the company? I think it's called Balesa or Balesa on oh, Instagram. So. Uh, they make vibrators. Their Instagram feed is awesome. awesome. And they actually had some kind of post on there. They What they do is they take other women's Instagram posts or tweets and make posts out of them. And one of Ooh, them yeah. said something like, how about we stop congratulating hot men for falling in love with a, a plus size woman? Like it's some kind of. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. So true. So true. So, so true. All right, I'm totally following them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you will love them. You yeah. will love them. Awesome. Yes, I will love them. Um, so do you find other female authors who still fall into this kind of trap? Yeah, and I think it's because it's been so much a part of our culture for such a long time mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, mm-hmm. I see I see a lot of authors all the time. They're like, well, I just write romance novels. Dude, writing a romance novel is hard. Um, it's not like you get, I think a lot of genre fiction authors in general, but romance authors especially get the whole, well, when are you going to write a real book? Oh, um, do you uh. have any idea how hard it was to write that book? I have, I don't, I not only have the story plot, I have to have a whole plot for two different pro- protagonists that work together because I have to do my hero and my heroine, which depending on what kind of book you write, you might also have a hero and a hero and a heroine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. So I have to have their entire story arc. Plus I have to have the plot story arc. Plus I have to make sure I have the romance story arc. There's it's like writing like five books all in one book. Yeah. So I think, I think, but because we've been told for such a long time that romance novels are trashy or fluffy or whatever that we don't put a lot of value on them mm-hmm. that's true so I, um, I run into that with authors and i give out a book from a really smart author named maya rodale she uh writes historical romances mm-hmm. and i love them because the women are always sassy do something about their lives women in historical times so they always have like a job that Maybe there was like one historical woman who ever had that job, but she picks that story, right? Mm -hmm. So they're like scientists and journalists and all these badass things. So she wrote this book called um, The Bad Reputation. Oh, what's it called? Bad bad Novels for Good Girls. Oh, Dangerous? Dangerous Yeah, Dangerous Novels or Dangerous Books for Women. The Bad Reputation of Romance Explained. Mm. The history of why romance has been poo-pooed for as long as it has. Oh. Um, and it's fascinating. And I give this to my romance author friends all the time because I think especially if you are reading or writing romance, you should have the understanding of it's not women who were saying that romance novels were bad. Mm. We've been reading romance novels 
for hundreds of years but hiding it. Hmm. I remember there was a Friends episode. Do you remember that episode where Joey made fun of Rachel for having that one romance book that she kept in her bedroom all the time? Mm -hmm. Even then, I was thinking to myself, like, and? (laughs) Like, yes. Yes. Oh. Dangerous books for girls. That's that is what it's called. And it's ah, good. I'm gonna have to read it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. It's so good. Like I will send you a copy. I say I give it to people all the time. I'm like, read this. So who are some of your uh you've mentioned a few authors that you read, including one that is on the chat right now. Yeah. Uh what who other authors have inspired you or or do you follow or do you like? Um well when I first started writing Kirby Girl Romance, I was obviously specifically looking for other authors who had Kirby heroines. Mm. And it was few and far between about 10 years ago, although it's a big surge now because I think People are becoming more body positive. But uh, when I first started looking, one of my all-time favorite authors, her name is Millie Taden. She also writes Paranormal, um, and all of her heroines are curvy. And I was like, oh, you mean I'm not the only one who's doing this? Yay! Yeah. Um, and so she's one of my all-time favorite authors, for sure. Um, everybody should read Millie Taden's series. She's got a really fun series called The Paranormal Dating Agency. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Very fun. Um, she has a a woman who can find shifters their true mates. Ooh, um, that's cute. It's very, very fun. Uh, Jerry is always fun, and everybody a uh, true mate is really good. Oh, look, Franya's on. Hi, Franya. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> um, and so I really love Millie Tayden. Um, there's another author who writes a ton of uh, dragon shifters, and not all of her heroines are curvy, but a lot of them are. Her name is Terry Bullrider. Um, I love her. Um, it, ooh, for sci-fi, you got to read uh, Ruby Dixon. I love Ruby Dixon. Um, she writes some really fun sci-fi. The big trope in sci-fi, which I find really funny um, because it seems so anti-feminist. And then by the end of the book, you're like, yeah, um, it's a the big trope in sci-fi is kidnapping. So the aliens oh. kidnap the women because their planet doesn't have women anymore for reasons, whatever the reasons are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I really like Ruby Dixon. She's really, really good. Um, for contemporary, there's an author called Krista Wick, who is um, who writes a whole lot of really hot, really good contemporary romances that are all curvy girls. Love Krista Wick's series. So there's just some of mine. There's those so are many. all good to know. I'm going to go out and write all those. I'm in this one and this one. Hilariously, I was just talking with Molly O'Hare the other day. She's got this like epic list of curvy girl romances that she like epic like it's like pages and pages and pages long molly i hope it's on goodreads oh oh molly you should do that put it on goodreads that's so smart you should have one too (laughs) i should i mean i'm on a lot of lists um and but i don't know sometimes for an author goodreads can be scary oh really yeah, it's funny because I love Goodreads as a reader. Me too. Because yeah. it's such a brilliant place for because it's like Facebook, but just for readers. Books, and yeah. I love that. I right? do. Love um, it. There's all lists, and as a reader, I love it. As an author, it's kind of a scary place because there's some mean people who oh. you, like meanly like I'm down for a one-star review you didn't like my book that's fine I I had this oh my gosh I had this hilarious one-star review one time (laughs) where this reader like when I first saw it pop up I was like oh no I can't read it and I made one of my friends read it for me and she's like 
because this is so funny. She compared my hero to used thrift store underpants. <laughs> one star review ever. I am down for a one star review if you genuinely didn't like my book, no problem. But sometimes some people just go off about the the things that have nothing to do with my book. Right. Like it wouldn't download from Amazon. That's that's not my fault. I know. I know. Well, I, I um I've written for the web, not books. I've written for the web for yeah, yeah. years. And so I have had trolls in the past. I've had people take me to task on Twitter and stuff. I'm I'm very lucky because for whatever reason, I'm like bulletproof to that stuff. And I'm like, meh, whatever. But I, I do also think on the flip side that readers on Goodreads or wherever, they're savvy enough. When they see those reviews, they're like, okay, I can totally disregard whatever this No, I agree. Is. You're totally right. Again, from the reader perspective, like if I see that as a reader about another book, I'm like, eh, whatever. But from a writer <laughs> perspective, it's hard to go on there and see somebody be like, rah, yeah. I hate so much. After so for my own mental health, I don't go look at it at my... What? My own 80 award page, I don't go look at that, but I'm still totally on Goodreads as a reader. Smart. Like I have like a billion friends and I'm always looking to see what people are. Friend me on Goodreads. I'm totally down because I love seeing people's recommendations because I think I that's too. how we find books now. You know? uh, yeah. I mean. A friend told me about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I have people who know I read. So they ask me all the time, what are you reading right now? What have you been reading? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And now because of my life and the season I'm in, I'm exhausted <laughs> at the end of the day. So I actually haven't been reading so much as I've been listening. I listen in the car all the time. Oh my God. Audiobooks are so my jam because I'm writing so much. I don't always have physical time to read a book, Yeah, but I can listen to an audiobook. I am like addicted yeah. to audiobook. Do you subscribe have- to the romance audible? I- I do. I have the, what do they call it now? It's called the escape package. Oh, so I have, I have an audible subscription. So I get my credit every month. I have, I subscribe to the romance package or the new escape package. I also, are you on, um, do you get the emails from chirp? No, Oh, this is going to change your life. You're going to be so excited. So it's, yeah, you've heard of book bub. The, sends you the deals on what are deals. on. Yeah. Right. 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 They have an arm, a new arm specifically for audiobooks called Chirp. Oh. And so you, you subscribe just like you do to BookBub and they send an email every day. None of them are ever free, but I have bought a load of like 99 cent, $2.99, $3.99. And, and audiobooks are expensive. They're like 20 bucks. They're crazy expensive. They're crazy expensive. So Chirp crazy. will change your life because you can get 99 cent ebooks. I agree with what Rini's saying, but the only downfall I with audiobooks is that sometimes the narrator's voice can. Yes, for sure. Which drives me crazy because you know it's a good book, like somebody's recommended to, but you're like, or whatever. Yes. Um, but I will say about Audible, twice there have been books that I've downloaded and I've listened to a couple chapters and I'm like, oh my God, I, I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. And they have refunded them. Yeah, yeah, they are good about that. Um, for sure, because you're right. The narrator really makes or breaks a book. Um, uh, Tantor published my um, the first book in my Dragon series, the first three books there. And um, I got to um, help select the narrators 
Um, and the girl who um, narrates the female parts for um, the Dragon series, her name is Stephanie Rose. And like, I almost peed my pants. I was so excited when they were like, hey, would you like to listen to Stephanie Rose narrate your book? And I was like, oh, yes, she's so good because like she is such an actress mm. because it's not like she's not overly dramatic, but like when she's doing the dialogue for the guy, like I'm pretty sure she's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. When she's doing her, just, you know, the internal dialogue for the female like, I am so in that person's head. Mm-hmm. She's, like, I want her to narrate all my books for the rest of my life. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so good. I love oh, her. That matches your voice. That's fantastic. Yes. So good. I love her so much. Um, and so I got really lucky with Stephanie Rose. But oh, there's yeah. definitely, I mean, it's acting. And so they it really is, yeah. how they interpret it, right? And I've definitely listened to some books where I'm like, I feel like I would really like this book. But I really don't. And it's the way that the narrator is narrating it. So it's very, it took me a while. I used to not listen to um, fiction audiobooks. I was a huge nonfiction audiobook Mm. listener. Um, When I used to have a commute, I used to work at a library. And so I had a half an hour commute every day, audiobooks the whole way. And all kinds of nonfiction. And I was like, but it's weird to have somebody read me a story. But it's probably not. I mean, no. my mom read a lot of stories when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So, I love it. Yeah, I do it all the time now. Um, when I'm sitting on my porch in the morning drinking my coffee, I'm usually listening to an audiobook. My all-time favorite is audiobook bubble baths. Oh, I specifically got an Amazon Echo so oh. to read me audiobooks while I was in the bathtub. We have at this count one, two, three, five echoes in my house. <laughs> I do. I have one in my bedroom and I have one in my bathroom because you can say, I won't say her name because she'll start doing yep, it. You, yep. know, you know who read me, read my book. And she just starts reading your audiobook. I mean, she yeah. doesn't read it, the narrator does, right, but she just brings right. up whatever you listen to on Audible. It, I love it. I do too. I really do too. Because well, there's a little read in the bathtub, but most of us read on our Kindles or our phones or whatever. I'm not yeah. going to drop my quadrillion dollar iPhone in the bathtub. Oh boy. Gosh. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Right. But you know who can read me my book. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now as a self-published author, you mentioned like BookBub. Are there certain like BookBub or other outlets that you have contacted or that, that is for a self-published author to get on, to get in front of people? Oh yeah. 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 So it's the eternal game to try to get um, a free, free book promotion with BookBub. It's funny because these days, especially for eBooks, you most of the time can't tell the difference between a self-published and a traditionally published Mm -hmm. book. Um, so the, when you get your email from BookBub, I would say 70% of those books are self-published. Interesting. 25 are probably traditionally published. Usually the traditionally published ones are the ones that are only two ninety nine dollars mm-hmm. instead of 99 cents. So there's a clue. Yeah. Um, but, but there's a bajillion different um, promo companies like BookBub that are just smaller. Um, oh. One that I really like is called... Um, it's, it's ENT e-reader news today hmm. and they're they're actually almost as big as bookbub so um i've definitely used them um 
I had, so Chase Me, the first book in my Dragon series has been out for about 18 months now. And I usually don't put books on sale for at least a year until after they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a big deal when, when I put one of my books on sale. And so I put Chase Me on free because it's been 18 months. It's time. Um, and so I, I contacted a whole bunch of different places. So there's billions of them. If you're totally into um, paranormal romance, there's a really great one called um, I Love Vampire Novels. Which is fun because they're not just vampire novels. It's all paranormal, but that's the name of their company. Um, Cool. Yeah, paranormal paranormal romance is like crap to me. It's crap. I I don't know what it is. There's something about, I think part of it's because oftentimes in paranormal romance, the heroes are this big, bad, scary alpha. And all he wants to do is protect and love his woman. Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, do that for me. Well, and right, and as a curvy woman, the the idea that there is someone like really big who who would scoop you up or whatever, you're like, oh, please do, please. Do. Seriously, I have a scene in probably at least ninety percent of my books where the hero picks her up and she's like, no, no, don't pick me up. I'm too big. You'll drop me. And he's like, no, I got love it. it. And I bet all your readers love it too. Yes, yes, it's right. <laughs> I do it all the time because it's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, pick her up, carry her to bed. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, a friend of mine, I won't mention any names. That's one of the reasons that she and I think Jason Momoa is so hot. Because he looks like someone, right? Who could just. Jason Momoa lover. <laughs> Who is it, right? I mean, right? Because he could. He could pick you up and carry you off to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you um go to a like BookCon or any of the other conventions like where fans can hang out with? Yeah. You? Um, so there's about a, a. I think there's more romance book conventions than there are stars in the sky. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, oh there's so many of them, and so it's hard to pick. <laughs> um which yes jason momoa is a god oh my god uh, like i post jason momoa memes in my group constantly like all the time <sighs> anyway um so there's about a billion trillion quadrillion um book lover or romance lovers conferences all the time um and so it's hard to choose i do yeah. one every year that's um so the romance writers of america which is the writing conference um, at the end of the conference, they have a, a giant signing that's like 400 romance authors because we've all oh, been yeah. at the writing convention. Um, that um, and the what I love about the Romance Writers of America's literacy signing is that we've all donated our books or our publishers have, um, and all of the proceeds for the sales of the books goes towards um, a literacy program. Mm. So usually like, I don't know how they split it, but like I'm guessing 50-50, half of it goes to a big national literacy program. um, And then the other half goes to wherever we've had the conference that year, um, Uh their local literacy program. So I do that one every year. Um, It was in New York this last summer. It was at Disney World the summer before. Fun. Um, And next summer it's going to be in San Francisco. Oh, nice. I do that one every year. And then I do some other just random ones every once in a while. There was one called rom-con like rom-com but mm-hmm. rom-con mm-hmm. Used to be here in Colorado so I used to do that one but they moved it to Virginia that's hmm. far away for me uh. <laughs> um, 
but I've seen a new surge. I'm doing one actually in November of um, virtual conferences. Have you seen this happening? I have in the business world. I yeah. haven't seen them like in fan world. Yeah, I haven't either, except that company that I was saying earlier, the I Love, Ro- I Love Vampire novel yeah, yeah. is doing one in huh. November or it might be on Halloween. I don't know. I should know because I'm in it, but I'll, it'll, it'll be <laughs> I'll, I'll post some information. It's, it looks really fun. It's called the gathering. Ooh, but neat. it's basically like, because you can't go to all the reader cons or all of the big romance. No. Because there's so many and readers can't get to all of them. Cause all the time they're like, do one in my city. <laughs> well, there's a lot of cities, so I can't do them all. <laughs> right. But right. with a virtual one, this sounds fun to me because yeah. you can go to it in your pajamas, which yeah. I'm, I'm a writer. I'm always wearing my pajamas because I work at home. Yeah, I know. I do too. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. So you, it'll be like this probably where you're live on a video and people yes. are peppering yeah. questions. So I'm recording an interview with um, one of the authors who's helping organize her. Her name's Brenda Trim. She writes um, paranormal romance. So I'm doing an interview with her next week that'll be pre-recorded, but then I'm doing a live reading during the Ooh. conference where I'll read from one of my books and then I'm sure I'll give it away. And that sounds super fun, right? Yeah, that sounds really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of fun. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be super cool because there's like 50 authors going to do this. Oh my gosh. Which is awesome because it is awesome. the one, so there's an author who's um, traditionally published her name's Nalini Singh. I love her books so much, but I'm never going to get to see Nalini because Nalini lives in New Zealand. Mm. I want to go to New Zealand really bad, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's really far away. Um, so <laughs> we don't ever get to see Nalini, but she's going to be at this virtual conference and you know, I'm watching her interview and her live read. Awesome. So what do you, it's called The Gathering. So if we wanted to look it up. It's called The Gathering. I'll post it on my Facebook page so that people can um, find out all the details. I I think it starts because, because there's so many authors, it's several days. And I want to say it's over Halloween. That would be fun. That would make it really fun. Right. Because paranormal romance, Halloween is our jam, yo. So true. Speaking of which, so you said that you have a book coming out next week. Would you like to tell the folks about that? Sure. So it was it was supposed to come out today, but I really, really wanted to make it even better than it was. So I got the feedback from my beta readers and my editor, and they're like, mm, "Make this even cooler." So <laughs> I'm still editing it because I love this story so much. So I'm in the middle of writing a werewolf series. Mm. Uh, it is a spinoff of my dragons um like the dragons and the werewolves live in the same world and you've got these little peaks at the werewolves before um, mm. but, well, i decided i better tell their actual stories um so this is book number three in the werewolf series it's called kinky wolf oh cute right um and um it is a second chance romance because these two were my hero's name my wolves are from Russian descent because I studied Russian in college because that's, I'm a dork, right? Um, <laughs> because live all over the world, study all of the languages, don't remember any of them, you know. <laughs> um, my werewolves are of Russian descent. So my hero's name is uh, Nikolai. And uh, Nico and his heroine Zara were high school sweethearts. And then he got sent off to Russia to serve the czar as one does, the wolf czar, not the czar czar, the wolf czar. 
Because his parents didn't want them to get together because werewolves and humans don't mate. Oh, all right, all right. They do. <laughs> so he's back from Russia. Bad things have happened. She turns out she's magically a psychic. All kinds of fun ensues. That's awesome. And, and then I can't spoil the end of the story, but very exciting things happen. To Nico and Sarah. It's very fun. Oh, so cute. the third book in the series, it comes out next week-ish. Whenever I push publish. Yeah. I'm pre-order right now so people can pre-order it so they get it to their Kindle the second that I have it ready. And Great. the balls are dying for it. They're like, when is Kinky Wolf? Give it to me now. <laughs> That's great, um, though. That's fantastic. So I publish it. Really like like yeah. It really fun to write that series because it started with dragons, but wolf shifters are a lot of fun, too. It's all about the pack. With the yeah. Yeah. Or alphas and stuff like that. So I thought it would be fun for your um for the plus size nerds to get nerdy with me. Um and I have um this is the first book in the series. Ooh. Look at those, look at those <laughs> hot guys in romance, right? Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is the first book in the series. It's called Dirty Wolf, obviously, clearly. There it is. Um, and so um we'll do I don't I don't know how we'll do it, but we'll do it. We'll put a post on the page or in the group or whatever. And give away a copy of Dirty Wolf. Yeah, everybody going on the Wolf series so that yeah, we we'll put it on the page. We'll put it in the group. I'll we'll put it, it everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Oh, that'll be great. Awesome. Very exciting. So that's the Wolf series. Um, we took the summer off of Dragons to do the Wolves. So these books have just come out this summer. Um, Dirty Wolf came out in June. Um, Naughty Wolf came out in July. And I meant to do Dirty Wolf in August, but it ended up being September. <laughs> that is that is a lot of writing. That is a lot of writing. It was a lot of books because I also did a Magic New Mexico book in the middle of that. Oh, right. Um, so, and that was a fox shifter. That, and that was also a lot of fun. Ooh, that's cute. Do you sleep? Do you ever sleep? Uh, not very much. No, no. Actually, it's hilarious. I'm a huge sleeper. And um, since I am able to work at home i mean i haven't always worked at home i i quit my day job about a year ago mm. about a year and a month ago um to write full time but i'm not a morning person mm. but jobs make you be a morning person and so i actually get way better sleep since i became a writer because yeah. i can sleep in the mornings and still do all my work all day but this this last week trying to finish kinky wolf i've spent Pretty much every evening at Perkins, guzzling their coffee while I'm because <laughs> <laughs> they're open 24 hours and they. Oh, okay. I was thinking like, why Perkins? Hmm, now I open see. Open 24 hours. Yeah, Last night, yeah. about one o'clock in the morning. I have read more than one article on productivity about how, you know, business in general needs to get with the program that not everyone is a morning person and don't do their best work in the morning. And it's okay if they come in, you know, like 11 to six or whatever the heck, like get over it. But that's not the way the world works. Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, especially in the writer world. You have to write every day and you must write your words in the morning before you do everything else. I've tried. I have tried to write my words in the morning and I write like three words in the morning. Because I'm like, and then they kissed. <laughs> the end. <laughs> right. Like everyone has their own productive time. Like, yeah. and if you, you got to get synced into that and 
Yeah. Otherwise, so look. I, I definitely write better in the afternoons and the evenings. Um, and when I'm on deadline, one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you can do it, man. You can do it. I actually, over the years, as I've gotten older, have become more of a morning person. I didn't used to be. But now my my problem is the other way. I'll be in this throw of work and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I'll say to myself, like, OK, I have to stop. I'll come back to this later. <laughs> no, then I'm tired. And I'm like, forget that crap. Yeah, <laughs> It yeah. has been an adjustment because, you know, society, we have to wake up in the morning I know. Work, and then in the evening you relax. But my schedule has changed. So I actually don't really have time to relax in the evening because that's when I'm working. Yeah. It's weird for the rest of the world. They're like, what do you mean you can't go out to dinner? Right. But I'm how about you come to my house and we have coffee in our jammies? <laughs> I know those are my kind of get togethers too. I like that too. Uh, Molly, I freaking love you too. <laughs> I think Be Live is going to cut me off here pretty soon. Oh, so, you're probably right. Yeah. So tell us where to find you hmm. on the internet, stuff like that. I have a website, eddieward.com, easy peasy. Most of my stuff is on there as soon as I remember to update it. Um, but I spend a lot of time on Facebook, probably too much, but I love Facebook. Um, so um, I have a Facebook page, Eddie Award, easy peasy. But all the fun stuff happens in my group, the Amaze Balls. Eddie ah. so Award's Amaze Balls. And in fact, Franya talked about it a minute ago. She says we can write 500 words for your game. So um, a couple oh, yeah. of weeks ago, and I'm going to do it again next, I think next week, as soon as I'm done with Kinky Wolf. Um, I'm writing live in my group. So you get to actually see me writing on the page. And I know it's super fun. And like people are giving me suggestions as we do it because it's so much fun. They're like, we're writing a Halloween story. And they're like, make the dragons be a boy band. And it's fun. It's so much fun. So if you really want to hang with me, come and join Amazeballs Facebook group. And then I also have, um, I do... It's called a newsletter, but it's not really. I'm just sending you email that's hopefully fun and hilarious. Um, and so that's that's the best way to find out, like, when my books are coming out and, like, get my pre-order links and all those kinds of things. And if you get on 80 Awards email newsletter, Plus Size Nerds, she sends you a free ebook. I do. I send you a free ebook, And um, for all yeah. of my... Uh, for the Wolf Shifter book specifically, I've written an epilogue for each of the books mm. where that couple gets some more fun times. And so when the new book comes out, I always send everybody all of the epilogues again. So cool. do that. You should want to see the preview in my emails too. Yes. And I will definitely uh, put links to all of her stuff in the description once the live video is over so that it's easy to get to. Amy, this was so fun. Yes, I'm so excited. I love Plus Side Nerd. Oh, by the way, you need to keep the polka dot address. It was so cute. <laughs> you know what? I did. I yes. did keep it. I love the polka dot address. Yeah, I just sorted through them this morning because tomorrow I'm returning the ones that yeah. I'm not keeping, okay. which are a good many. But yeah, yeah. so I was like, mm, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's so fun. Not too many polka dots. <laughs> well, thank you. And you know what? Next time you have a big book coming out, just let me know because this was a blast and I'd love to Yay. talk to you. Guys. Super fun. Yay. Yay. All right. Awesome. I'm so glad that we did this. Yay. Thank you, 80. And thank you, Plus Size Nerds, for tuning in.
Bye, Molly. Bye, Tanya. Bye, Dorothy. Bye, Rini. Isn't 80 just a hoot? I bet you loved her. You can check out all her ebooks on Amazon.com. And don't forget about that unlimited Kindle membership at plussizenerd.com slash Kindle Unlimited, where you can read her books and the books of millions of other authors. Thanks for listening.